This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, Maeve Dartinez, and Pierre Delecto. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Edition of Reds. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason I. Pico. I'm Truman, and this episode 406 drove all the way for this? Seriously. We, we said it on our little Patreon special, but Jesus Christ, the amount of driving we did for return on investment was terrible. Oh my God. Combined driving hours to and from for the two of us. To uh, I got, I got, ever. I, got uh, I think it was five and a half total round trip. Oh, I, I destroyed you on that. I probably have like 10 plus. I would say it was closer to 12. Let's see, I left at quarter after eight. I got in the Massachusetts at 1245. That was just one way. <laughs> that was the yeah. way back. Sat on the GW bridge for a half hour. So with, with nothing good to think about, just being miserable the whole drive back and then just sitting in traffic. Grumbling. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Red Bulls uh, lost one nothing <laughs> at home on Luis Robles night. Before we talk about that, let's get into our tweets and voicemail. Uh, let's read the tweets first. Do you have those ready to go? Or yep, I'm gonna okay. start at the bottom and work our way up. Uh, Steven Santos uh, said, "Shit loss, shit team." Got thrown out of your section by some Red Bull lady named Christy at the 40th minute. And also, there was no security to make sure our section wasn't overflowed with people that didn't buy one-on-one tickets in the beginning or before the start of the game. It did seem overfilled, right? But but it was weird because I went in between 101 and 133, and I had to show my ticket every, at before the game and at halftime. The other side, we just walked in before the oh, game started. Well, they, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, Brendan XD at Brendan XD said, it's the fact that it was on Robles night that makes me sad. Uh, <laughs> Tonino, he obviously had some time to think because he did post uh, a gift saying he didn't want to talk about it. But he did say, how is this team so high in the standings, the crosses in or over the 18-yard box, the lack of finishing, ugh. Uh, our friend Anthony, it's, it's funny, actually, a bunch of our tweets were the people we hung out with, which I definitely appreciate it. It's, we'll, we'll get to that, too. <laughs> Uh, Anthony said, I don't know what's worse, the lack of dis- discipline leading to fouls, the lack of a striker, in parentheses, sign Lingard, or that Pat paid for those paid for water and never received it. Damn those kiosk orders. And then finally, Pierre Delecto, 
He says, I have a lot of yelling to do. So, Jay, take it away. All right. Here is the voicemail from our, I guess, semi-regular guest at this point, (laughs) Uh, Pierre Delecto. Hey, guys. How are you? Before I lose my goddamn mind, I'd just like to say to you, Pat, Truman, and Jay, I had a real great time with you guys. That was weird. I did not intentionally stop that voicemail. The end. That was it. That was the whole. (laughs) What a voicemail that was. That was perfect. Let's see if this works the second time. Hey, guys. How are you? Before I lose my goddamn mind, I'd just like to say to you, Pat, Truman, and Jay, I had a real great time with you guys, and I'm really glad. Okay. Apparently, the email or the voicemail is corrupted. But that, is, that's all we needed is, to hear. This is what we get for checking it literally. The, actually, didn't even check it. I just downloaded it right before. And but can you, hold on. Can you read? You did. You had the translate. Can you read that? Can you pull that up? Uh, I can. Give me one second. I might be able to actually do this a different way. Yeah. You well, pause, me... well, quote unquote, pause. Right. You're going to pause <laughs> and you're going to read it immediately. Well, no, I, I'm going to try one more way of playing this. Oh, and then, I don't want to get complimented it, a third time. <laughs> Oh no, we get complimented over and over again. How how dare this happen? <laughs> yeah, because we're too bitter for that and poorly informed. <laughs> and, and we're truly professionals here, so. Hey guys, how are you? Uh, before I lose my goddamn mind, I'd just like to say to you, Pat, Truman, and Jay, I had a real great time with you guys, and I'm really glad that you guys. Done. You guys are a really great show. And uh, if there's any time you guys come back together, or even one of you, just let me know, and I will absolutely bring some stuff if we can do some more things. Again, I'm really glad to meet you guys, but to the game. Holy fucking shit was that game. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry. I know uh, this is going to be as most attention as I possibly can this game, but... It was a slog fest and very much a defensive game this entire time, I understand. And the defense played very well, as hard as they absolutely could, until, of course, I think it was Castellanos who scored that goal, which is infuriating. It's so fucking right. <laughs> but, God, how the fuck do you substitute Tom Barlow for Lukinas? And, yes, I understand they shut down Lukinas in a good amount of it. But again, and you know, maybe this is finally time that I, that I, you know, realized this shit on the wall with Patrick Lamala. But also realized that he, he was picked over Tom Barlow when they were already under. They were already under when they went for him. And Patrick Lamala was an afterthought sub. So it's like ridiculous. The shit is on the wall for, for, for him. And that's where Destiny to play your strike. And I understand the Struber system in its own right, very much works to have the midfielders be the real goal scorers as the, as the forwards get up to it and make the work. But if they're not fucking doing it, what's the fucking point? It was a slug fest that entire game, and it was, ah! And I understand. I You know, again, I fucking hate D.C. more than I hate City, yeah. But City at home... With that entire stadium almost packed and being in that area, it was special. 
It was real fucking special, and that shit fucking hurt. <laughs> you know, it's frustrating. And, you know, and again, maybe in any other year, would it be this bad? And I understand they're two and three in the East whenever that game started. Uh, that was just such a fucking awful end. All right, I'm about to go over three minutes. Have a, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. I'll complain somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> He had so the, he recorded that literally what minutes after the game ended. Uh, so according to no, it's not minutes. According to our voicemail, it was eight oh five. So it would have been about an hour later. All right. So still, I, I'm pretty we, sure he was in the stadium. We hadn't left for, the parking lot yet. So yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was in the stadium for Robles. And was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna walk to my car and I got to vent anyway. So let me call the guys and do this. Yeah. There's there's a lot to unpack with this game. Well, I mean, he, he he nails it right there, too, because we talked about it uh, before the game was that you had the sellout crowd. You had the Robles night. You had everything going for you. And what the Red Bulls love to do is they love to shit the bed in big games. And they did it again. Did it again. Shit the bed. I know it's midseason, but still. Big game, national TV, at home, packed house, fired up. All right, let's let's get, let's get into this with our dislikes. So, you know what? Fuck it. Instead of calling likes and dislikes, let's just vent for however long, and then we'll maybe mention something <laughs> positive. So, Jimmy, you go first. Just general thoughts about the game. So, so my general thought and my dislike is actually uh, my my friend Scott Six on Twitter summed it up perfectly uh me and him tweeting back and forth and and this this sums up this team perfectly i'm gonna read it to you he says the problem isn't the game plan because i was bitching of course was the game plan because they didn't start with a true forward which was completely insane um he says the problem isn't the game plan the problem is same as it's been since 2015 if the first game plan doesn't work there's literally nothing we pressed the shit out of them for the first 10 minutes then it was god i hope they don't score for 80 and they did so we lost and that is just an absolutely perfect way to sum up a Red Bulls loss. And that's pretty much how they lose every time that they have absolutely no backup plan at all when the press doesn't work. None. Yep, because you can't beat a team with a high press if they're bunkering and then just hitting long balls for a counterattack. I mean, that goal was literally a counterattack goal. Yep. Caught our defense out of position and we paid for it. And something I didn't pick up on until I think almost it was like late in the first half. And I, I guess I didn't realize how bad this had gotten uh, until I saw something on Twitter. Or some, somebody showed like some passing map for the last three uh, games. Apparently, formations mean fuck all for this team now. <laughs> Like, I, I know Aaron Long gets up there playing forward every once in a while. I just figured, oh, it's just, you know, Schumer supporting Aaron Long. No. Apparently, the game plan is we're going to line up in a specific way, but once the whistle blows, do whatever the fuck you want. As <laughs> as long as you press and you press every single minute. But, I, I mean, there was one point I saw Tom Edwards on the wing opposite side of the field he was on he was literally in tolkien's space i i think trying to play the ball in the box or whatever but like 
if you want to have a press, and I understand shapes are fluid in soccer, but holy fuck, have some sort of shape. I mean, when a lot of the counter... Most of those chances, at least in the second half, right, were were behind uh, Cornell. Most of the chances in the second half I saw that were being stopped was not because of the defense. It was because of guys like Frankie Amaya, who were midfielders, that are covering because the rest of the the defensive line is at least like 10 yards away from him upfield. Mm -hmm. I get it. The whole point is that we allow those guys up to press. But you got to be able to cover the fucking counterattack. Lawn is perfect at at dropping back and and chasing somebody down. Why the hell isn't he being told to stay back? Right? And don't get me wrong. Him scoring goals would be great. But if we're not fucking scoring goals, don't put him that far up the field. One of my big problems, too, again, with, with lineups is that I feel like the Red Bulls love to play a lineup that uh, goes against the other team, not, hey, let's put out our best team and they have to match up against us. Because, again, I just I'll never understand not playing with a forward. Uh, I understand not playing with Tom Barlow. He's terrible. Um, And I know we can shit on Patrick Lamala and I don't obviously we don't know what's going on behind the scenes of why he's not starting. But I'm still I'm still going to hold by that. He is not the biggest problem with this team that he's not the reason that they don't win games like that. He's just, he's just, I don't know. He's not, he, maybe he's just not on the right team. Maybe it's, it's not a right fit for him. Maybe the high press isn't the way he isn't a team he should be on. And I, I think that's a huge issue when you're coming out with no true forwards. I, it's, I don't know. It understands now they looked great in 10 minutes, high pressing and fast and all over the field. But again, like Scott said, once it doesn't work, it's over. Where, where's your quality striker to to steal a game or steal a goal here and there? They just, it's just then that doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, Kamala is, I I think systemat or just a symptom of the bigger issue, which is that we have no fucking clue in what we're doing in, in talent acquisition. Um, apparently, well, we lucked out. They just we that, just don't do in forwards. I feel, I feel like we lucked out with him to a degree, um, but. I mean, it's before the game. You and I both looked at the lineup. We're like, "What the fuck? We don't have a starting forward, especially one who's a designated player in the biggest game." In I think up until this point was arguably the biggest game of the year, mm-hmm. um, at least in MLS, right? Not throwing the U.S. Open Cup in there, uh, which I have feelings about how that's going to play out in next week, but we'll get there eventually. Um, but then I just double checked. Kamala wasn't the first forward off the bench. No, he was not. Tom Barlow was. He wasn't the second off the bench. Also correct. He was the third forward off the bench. Yep. So if you're a designated player, assuming game plan wise, you don't start a forward for a reason. If your designated player is not the first off the bench, then you fucking get rid of him and you get someone that fits what you want on the team. With a week off, by the way, they didn't, they didn't, weren't playing on short rest either. Yeah, exactly. And New York City was. Yep. And I'm pretty sure they, they played in, in uh, Austin too, right? Yep. So they're playing in the, and they come from a mid game week in Texas, which means, uh, 
easily three plus hours flight back. Plus they were playing in, in fucking Texas because Texas is hot as balls. And their and their game plan worked, which was we're gonna sit back, absorb this pressure, and eventually get a goal. And guess what? It worked. Because it works. Every single fucking team that does that is able to pull it off against us. Yeah. When you get to halftime scoreless, you just expect doom. <laughs> you expect doom when you see the plan not working and it goes to the 45th minute. And Sean Johnson in the last seven, eight minutes of that first half had no problem just having the ball at his foot, no one pressuring him to pass the ball. He just stood there, looked around. They loved getting that that game to halftime scoreless. They loved it. Oh, yeah. And – I, for me, I think one of the worst parts of that first half was the best, literally the best chance we had was, I think, I came up with the Queen of Morgan who who took a shot. Johnson had to make a diving save, and it falls to, I believe, was Sean Nealis. And I do not, and he skies it over the net. And listen, he's not a forward. He's not a midfielder. I would not expect a defender on a regular basis to hit a half volley into the back of the net. But dear God, that was such a fucking open opportunity. It doesn't matter who was there. That ball should have been in the net, given everything that happened in the half that up to that point. And that would have completely set the Red Bulls up for success in the second half, because then New York City would have had to start playing with possession and trying right, to create their, their own chance. Right, yep. <clears throat> but yep. you, I, I mean, we've said it before, that, and you mentioned, just mentioned it, there's no plan B. Plan? Nope. No. Actually, no I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. There is a plan B. It's to uh, repeat plan A with bang your head into the wall as much as possible until you hope something breaks. Just generally, it's you instead of the other team. And then with five to ten minutes left, just throw up the ball as far as possible and hope something happens. Yeah. Okay. Bitter right. ran over. So this is this is me being bitter. Not and listen. I'm not blaming the referee for the loss. This loss is completely on the Red Bulls' inability to score. However. And this is not strictly about Chris Penso. This is about the league as a whole. Can we please, and I've said it before, just get some fucking consistency in how things are called. Um, no. Uh, I know the Rebels play aggressive, which means they're going to get called for more fouls. Uh, it was at one point eight fouls by the Rebels, one by New York City. Honestly, I didn't think that made sense. Uh, but for me, the bigger thing, two different times a New York City player was on the ground, a physio came out to treat the player, and the player was not told to get off the field. Mm-hmm. That is a rule in any league in this in the world. If a player requires treatment on the field, they must vacate until they are allowed back on by the referee. And one of those times was a a very good free kick uh, placement. So you allowed New York City two advantages in not having to have players off the field even for a second. Then 
last week, John Tolkien gets a yellow card for taunting the fans while standing inside the penalty box after a goal is scored. Right. The, the reason he probably got the yellow was because he got pushed because he was taunting. Uh, who was it? Cassianos, whoever the fuck scored. I can't remember his name. Uh, ran towards the South Ward, taunting the fans. Now, here's the thing. I really don't have a problem with either of those actions. I would be perfectly fine if neither of those are yellow cards. Yep. But if Tolkien is a yellow, when he's not running towards the fans, then Castellanos has to absolutely be a yellow. Because it's the same action taunting the fans. So my my problem is the fact that those two were not treated the same. Right? Both of those were taunting fans when you are the away team. Same exact action. The only difference is Tolkien did it in the box where he evoked a reaction from a Cincinnati player. The Red Bulls did not react to Castellanos doing that. That's the well, that was the only real difference. But for some reason, our, we get the yellow card for it. Well, the fans certainly reacted. So well, that's a whole other issue. I'm getting getting there next. But just from a what the players did, you have to be consistent if you're going to say what Tolkien did is worth a yellow. And again, I don't agree with it. But if you're going to tell me that's a yellow, then what happened on Sunday by Castellanos is a yellow. By let if if that's how you're going to call it. I am perfectly fine saying neither of those are yellows, but that just means that Tolkien should not have gotten one. And you mentioned the fans. We have called out our fans before for assholeish behavior, and guess what? We had some assholes in the crowd on on Sunday. You should never throw shit at players, right? All the ticket really allows you to do is be at a game, and voice your support or anger and even even that has limits to me you should just areas you shouldn't go with that you should absolutely never throw beer throw a bottle or, or whatever it was that we saw in the second half right those actions i really hope and i'm, I'm sure after the goal people weren't taking out the stands but i'm really hoping after that bottle, whatever it was, got thrown later in the second half. I really hope somebody got caught by security and got escorted out of the stadium for that. Like the one that there was a corner kick taken that that's, one? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. There's no need for that. <clears throat> no. I tweeted it out. Be better. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. But I will say this. When an NYCFC guy taunts the fans, what do you think was going to happen? Oh, I know. You know? So, but I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't encourage that shit either, but you know, maybe just not do that. I mean, if you want, if you wanted to like run in the penalty box and do it. Okay. All right. You score Get to celebrate a little bit. Fine. Right. But running right next to the ad board and taunting the play, taunting the fans. People are emotional in soccer games. They're going to yep. react. Yep. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm saying that's what happened. Thankfully, it was only beer. Nobody, I don't think, threw anything at that point. But 
in this, at later for that corner kick, somebody threw a bottle or something. And that's that's what really pissed me off in terms of the fans. All right, is there anything positive you want to talk about? Uh, you can go first. I'm not sure. I got to think at the moment. Carlos Cornell had a great game, as always. He had a great game. He made a great save. He he was not responsible for giving up that goal. It's nothing to do. So I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to just say, uh, tailgate was awesome. Uh, quote unquote, Pierre Delecto was there. Uh, do we ever say this? What is his his uh, shoot name is brother? I don't know. On the show. Um, he's going to tell us if we can say it or not. I know we all know what it is. But anyway, he was there and our good friend Steven Santos was there and Anthony was there with his wife. And uh, we had a great time and the belt was there. And Steven and, and Pierre took pictures with the belts. Um, they're up on Twitter. Yeah, they're on our Twitter page. So that was awesome. Um, thank you. Shout out to Anthony for bringing a, a grill top because <laughs> the yard or something. It's, it's accidentally. So he said, he said bottom of the stairs. Yeah, so there you go. So well, we did get to uh, tailgate. So overall, I mean, game aside, we had a, we had a fun time. And the weather the weather held out. Weather was great. Yeah, no problems there. Uh, getting out was stupid. But I will tell you this, Jay. Um, when I left to go to my car, I got in my car and I was out of that parking lot in five seconds. Boom. Oh yes. Out, Same with gone. Me. And then I sat in traffic just to get to the Wawa and Kearney. So there was that. <laughs> Well, you went to Wawa. It's, it's could be hot. It was place. worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, I didn't mind. Yeah, for for me getting out of the parking lot. I mean, we waited. So, I think we got back to the cars around roughly seven thirty ish. We waited about half an hour for you know the line of cars to leave. And when I got out, I, I'm pretty sure I was out of that parking lot in a few seconds. Yeah. Uh, the worst I had to do was wait at um, wait at some lights get, to get to Newark. But aside from that. Once I got on the turnpike, it was it was good. I think I shaved like eleven minutes off my drive on the way home. So. Yeah, you went the you went the the right way to go home. I did not. So I wish I'd have known. I would have crept up to the Tap and Z and gone over to or the Cuomo Bridge now and gone over that and not sat on the GW Bridge for a half hour. That sucked. And then to have four hours of sleep to go to a work training at uh, seven thirty a.m. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah. See. Was- time see coming home through delaware generally sucks because uh i i don't know how many people have driven over i guess it's 295 technically the uh the delaware memorial bridge mm-hmm. going, going into delaware and then it splits to uh 95 but that generally sucks at 10 o'clock at night on a sunday oh boy i was through that section within two minutes and was so happy <laughs> A, norm, a normal Sunday coming back from like a holiday or something that takes at least 10, 15 minutes, but nope. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, the positive thing for me, I guess would just be the fact that I got back to Red Bull arena for the first time in three years. Uh, got, like you said, got to hang out with you, uh, Pat, uh, Pierre, um, taxi <clears throat> got to, just kind of get away from things for a day and you know I, I sent out a tweet at the beginning saying I missed this and I really did. I I missed being in the stadium. Uh COVID aside, you know, Truman and I both have long drives to get there. So to finally make it back for a game and it's it was nice. Yep. Yeah. 
that it was. And I mean, last year when I went to the one game, it got canceled because of rain and thunder. So, well, at least so I actually got to time. see a game. Yeah, I saw a game happen, so that was good too. All right. Any other thoughts on this game? No, we please let's let's move on. Okay. Uh, prediction stand. Oh wait, hold on. I got to talk about this. So prediction standings. Truman and I did not get anything right because we both predicted wins. Pat, however, predicted a loss. So, yesterday I realized the reason for the loss, and it's Pat. Because no. he's he's been pulling these reverse jinx uh, predictions out, and generally they've been okay. But 7-0. Is that what it was? He went was, too he, far? He went too far. And, and you can check our uh, little Facebook chat. He even said he reversed jinxed the reverse jinx. So blame Pat, everybody, for the loss. We're going <laughs> too far too far in the reverse jinx uh, method. Yep. Went way over the line. Way over the line. He at least got a point out of it, though. So I guess it's just silver yeah. lining for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Red Bulls' next match is this Sunday, July 24th, 8 p.m. Uh, they'll be t- traveling down to Texas to take on Austin FC. That game is on MSG and ESPN+. Plus. Austin, in their second year in the league, has a record of 12-4-5, plus 18 goal difference, 41 points, which is good for number two in the West and one behind league-leading LAFC. Who would have thought that yeah. for their second year? Felipe Power. Uh, Pat has already given his prediction. He is still going with the uh, reverse jinxes. Thankfully, he toned it back again. Uh, two nothing loss down in Texas for Pat. So, Chairman, you're up. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? I'm going to be different. I'm saying we're going to lose three to one. Uh, I think this team's in fucking huge trouble because Austin's playing really well. And uh, I know they didn't like losing a home to NYCFC, so I'm sure they're still pretty salty about that. Um, and it's going to be hot, and this team's going to have to play in the heat again. And if that press don't work again for the first 10 minutes, they are up shit's creek in that game. And, I, I, I mean, the Red Bulls are they are what they are. They're, they're going to be a, a middle-of-the-pack playoff team, but they're playing against a really good team this year in Austin. And I, I don't know unless, unless Felipe turns heel on Austin in the middle of the game and hits the ball with the face into his own net. I just don't see us winning this one. We, we need Felipe to, to try to pull an Henri uh, at Arsenal. Yeah. Just switch jerseys at halftime. That's right. That's, that's the only chance we got. Uh, I am also going to go with a loss. Uh, I, I just don't see it winning. And there's and the bigger reason is because of the Open Cup matches coming up uh, midweek, which I forgot realized I forgot to write into the uh, agenda, so I need to look up when that is exactly. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go the 2-1 loss just to be different on the scoreline. But so here's where I'm going with my line of thinking. Our Open Cup game is on Wednesday, the 27th at 7.30 p.m. in Orlando. I am pretty sure Struber is going to sacrifice the Austin game to win in the Open Cup. 
which means I, he probably doesn't start. Morgan probably doesn't start. Uh, Lucinus probably doesn't start long. Uh, I'm not sure about Cornell because Mayer has been kind of the open cup keeper recently, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But, like, I could see maybe Amaya getting a little bit of a break. Well, they maybe. don't have that deep of a bench, so some of these guys are going to have to play this game. <laughs> Yeah, but this might this might be the uh, hybrid New York two match that gets rolled out. Huh. I, I Kamala may start because apparently he's not the best forward we have anymore. So yeah, nobody is. The best forward we have our team is no one. Uh, so I, I think Struber's gonna basically allow the Austin match to be a loss to hope for a bigger. A bigger result in the Open Cup. Hopefully it doesn't backfire. But that's how I feel like it's going to go. Um, and then the Open Cup is, like I said, it's going to be Wednesday, uh, 7.30 p.m. at Orlando City. That game will be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, if we were to win... Uh, we will host the Open Cup victory if Sacramento Republic wins their game against Sporting Kansas City. If Sporting KC wins and we win, then we will have to go out to Kansas City for a rematch of the 2017 Open Cup final. That coincidentally, I was at just <clears throat> you know, it's an away game. There you go. There's your new camera from now on. <laughs> For those who can't see this because it's an audio podcast, <laughs> Truman, Truman is now starring his cat. That's right. He is now the star of the show. I should just put the headset on him. See what he has to say. I I would let my cat into the room I record in, but he's pretty loud. <laughs> Truman's cat is not. He is quiet. No, he's hanging out. <clears throat> All right. Uh, any other thoughts about the Austin game? It's going to suck. Yeah, what else is new? But if you're going, you should definitely go to the uh, go to the what I fit the Congress Street Bridge, I think, and you can watch the uh, the bats come out at night at sunset. It's really cool. So that's something to do. It's better than watching them lose. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably more interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls two surprisingly won a match. Whoa. Uh, one nothing at home against Indy Eleven. That makes their record two three and fourteen. Good for nine <laughs> points, a Good minus a minus twenty nine goal difference, and I'm pretty sure dead last in the East. I didn't even bother checking that stat. Uh, the next match is at Monterey Bay on July twenty third, ten p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Gotham FC, however, did not have any good luck this week. They lost five nothing at the Portland Thorns. That makes the record 4-0-6, 12 points, minus 11 goal difference, number nine in NWSL. They have off this week, so their next match is on Sunday, July 31st, 5 p.m. versus the Houston Dash. (laughs) All right. With that, it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. Uh, I thought I was going to something to write down. I forgot, and I can't think of what I was originally thinking of a while ago. Truman, you have anything for the dumping ground? 
Am I on a show again? Uh-oh. We had we had our tech problems. I, I like that. I, I think you just kept going, right? And you didn't even kind of notice that I completely dropped off. There's no reason for you to talk, so it kind of worked out. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So now I just it. don't have any screen, but dump let's see it. if I can. Hold on. I'm going to click on this and see what happens. You ready? Here we go. Oh, oh my big face is back. Good. <laughs> If anybody does not recognize that, it's because it's been a long time since we played it. That's our tech <laughs> problems music. <laughs> and what problems they were. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So dumping ground, Sherman. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Um. No. No. Uh, Formula One, we are in France this weekend. So that's all I got. Uh, I Actually, I don't think we talked about this last week. The uh, U.S. women's team officially qualified for the, uh, I, I want to say it was the World Cup last week, and then they qualified for the Olympics this week by winning the uh, CONCACAF Women's Championship. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did both of those. So, good news. They're back in both tournaments. Hopefully, uh, history will repeat itself and they'll win the World Cup after losing the Olympics. All right. Uh, Pat's not here. I'm not taking over it this week. So, that means we're on to the last segment of the show. Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. Nothing crazy this week, but I will say that Charlotte had a 2-0 lead against Miami on the road and blew it and gave up three goals in a row, including the last goal, which I think was scored in the third minute of stoppage time right at the end of the game. So, sorry, Charlotte, you're not as cool as you thought you were. Well, they're an expansion side that's not winning the wooden spoon, so they're already better off than... uh the hell Cincinnati yeah already off the better track record all right uh anything else before we wrap this one up nope nope okay patreon.com slash rebel rant one dollar a month is all you need for exclusive content such as live post games like we did technically do after the New York City match uh monthly wrap-ups Anything else we had to do, like our Stranger Things 4 episode, which is still up there for patrons to listen to. Uh, you can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. The voicemail limit is technically three minutes, but I'm suggesting not everybody puts two-plus minutes worth of effort into a voicemail. <laughs> um Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooch myself at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Next week, I promise we will be more bitter, more sad, and more poorly informed when they lose that game. But I'm going to try to stay positive. I do like the city of Austin and I'm hoping New York goes down there and somehow gets past Felipe's amazing skills and wins. 
I can guarantee you we're going to be at least 20% more bitter because of the Open Cup. So, because maybe Pat will be back. Yes. All right. For Truman and myself, this has been episode 406 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>